people live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an Articles of News episode because we are counting down the top 20 stories of the year 2020. Now, this is going to be a two-part episode. In this episode, we will do the stories from uh, Article 20 down to 11. And then on Friday, or episode number 477, we will do the top 10 stories from 2020. How did we determine this? Well, we got a bunch of people in a group and said, I don't know. What do you think? And that's how this list of the top 20 stories from 2020 came about. I'm joined today by a massive group of people. We haven't had a this big Whoa! a group. Whoa! The- <laughs> Why am I the Whoa! only one? Whoa, my Whoa! gosh. That was a... What? What? We haven't had this many people in the cultural hall in a good long time. I'm joined by Robin the Red. We got Mr. Mayor himself. Hey. He's working on his next book. It's an Arbor Day book. He conquered Christmas. Arbor Day will be the subject of his next book. Very exciting. Flag Day. I was kind of going between Arbor Day and Flag Day. He had a lot of experience as a young boy with Flag Day. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Uh, We're joined by Janae Manite. Get prepared for a long story. It'll be long. And uh, also, you heard him already. He's uh, not handsome enough to show his face on our Patreon Saints page. With the video from the Zoom call, it's Brother Kyle. Hello, sir. As re- as requested by listeners everywhere, yeah. please let us just hear his Stop voice. Stop it. Yes. Stop it, Kyle. He has a face for radio. Is that what they tell yeah. me to say? That's what yeah. my mom used to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when she would claim him, that's what she used to say. Most of the time, wouldn't even claim him. That's a little painful, and I'm sorry, Brother Kyle, but you yeah. know, we'll take care of you. These are, We are among friends now. <laughs> Evidently not. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> As my grandpa used to say, and I think I've said this here before, with friends like us, who needs enemies? Right, Brother Kyle? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So so I wanted to start in this first little bit uh, before we get into those news articles, the top 20, that is 20 down to 11 in this episode. I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions uh, that each of us have, and I, I assigned everyone to share one. It can be very serious. It can be very trivial. It can be spiritual. It can be whatever it would like. And uh, I will let whoever wants to go first. I'm going to probably say a lady should go first because ladies go first. So, Janae or Robin, I'm looking at you. One of your I New Year's resolutions. First. Okay, hit it. So, this year I uh, hit a big number. So, I've decided to do one fun thing a month. Now, a big and number the, in your age? Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Oh, I thought you had so, a car accident. Yeah. You no, ran no, no. into a large <laughs> number. I'm glad it wasn't your weight. I'm glad it wasn't your weight. I hit a large oh, number. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I'm going to be turning one of the iconic numbers of the year. 20. And yes, 20. You know, um, so I decided to do one like thing that I've never done once a month to celebrate all year long instead of nice. one time. And one of the goals of that is to hike Mount Timp. Oh, cool. Hopefully cool. in August. Yeah. When it's nice, August nice or nice July, depending. Yep. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come in the hall or anything, you're more than welcome. If you want to prep. We can make it a thing. If you don't, that's cool too. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. I'd do it too. Let's come do on, it. Kyle. Let's come do on. it. Let's do it. Full moon, and you leave at midnight. That way, you can see the sunrise. But you hike by the full moon. I'm totally down. I would do that, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to do it at night. Come on. Why? Well, I, well, that's I'll when I sleep. Light. Oh, come on. <laughs> one, one, one time. Yeah. I, I'm usually a sleep person too. But come on, one Kyle. time. In it's your her life. birth year. All right. Yes. Janae, you in? I'm so in. Okay, you know Andrew's in. not allowed to come because he lives in Texas. Janae, what's your he New Year's? He could fly re- in. <laughs> I, I could fly in. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to use my points for that, but I could. Come I on. could fly in. <laughs> that sounds pretty tempting, right? Middle of the, middle yeah. of the night, 17-mile mm. hike. The, the full moon part of it, only maybe maybe not the way I'm thinking. <laughs> tell, tell you what, Andrew, if you go up uh, Mount Timpanogos one way, you can come down the other and you have to have someone drive either their car or you park two different cars. You could be our, our rescue vehicle at the other end. How does that sound? Um, okay, Ooh. I guess. Doable. Nice. <laughs> we can trying... see you, you're driving the getaway car. Yeah, that's that's right. it cooler. There it is. All right. I, guess Jen- I, could, I could drive the car up there. Sleep for however long it takes you to takes you to get up there. 
and then drive you home. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's worth driving or using the miles for sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuck. It's done. I don't think he's convinced. Janae, what's yours? <laughs> All right. I am definitely thinking I need to do a better job of this whole emergency preparation uh, business, especially since that's my calling for my ward. Hmm. So that that is what I have resolved to do. So, so I'm going to buy myself some generators and some heaters that are run off propane tanks and figure out how the heck to weave fabric. No, not that one. I don't think that one. But uh, You got your toilet paper though, right? Dude, I've got so much toilet paper. I was figure out how to weave paper toilet before paper. It was cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Weave that toilet paper. To yeah. Turn yeah. toilet paper into clothes. Into Costco, yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I am Fashion set. Forward. Yeah. Set. Oh, uh, that's pretty. Things. What what's your calling in your ward that makes you in charge of that? I'm the emergency preparedness like supervisor, coordinator, specialist, whatever. Cool. So I need to do a better job. I think the next thing I'm going to do is to do a video for everybody uh, that's hopefully entertaining and probably makes me look like an idiot. But mm -hmm. where you where you take, I'll do one on water, then I'll do one where you take the little uh, what are they racket balls and shove them down in your drains in case the sewer lines break. Mm -hmm. so you shove all the plug all those up. I don't know, just just ridiculous fun stuff that gets. I want to see this video. Stuff. Yes, please. Probably. Yeah, I will share it with you guys. Deal. All right, yep. all right. So we're going around. Andrew or Kyle, which one of you guys wants to go first? Well, I've been thinking a lot about you know the the financial aspect of this and you know the the size aspect of this and everything else. So I decided my resolution was going to be thirty eight forty by twenty one sixty for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially four K. I got to buy a four K TV. Stupid. I love that. <laughs> I, you, you nerd. You you mentioned the 1080p in our kind of comments when I said, "Hey, can we do a resolution?" Yeah, yeah. But then I thought that's old school. We got to go four K. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at VGA in the new year. I think that's uh that's gonna be the way to go. Uh, nerdy jokes. Do you have a resolution for real, or do you want to stick with a 4K TV? Because that's perfectly fine. I will be finishing my second book, and it won't be about Arbor Day or Flag Day. <laughs> National Donut Day. Don't. Oh yeah, donuts. Oh, I've I've written much about that, but I don't think people want to read it. What what, Friday. what what is your what is your book about? Stop teasing us. Um, it's, it's actually just, uh, the story. So the story of Daniel at Christmas time, his dad actually has to go. And there's a story of his dad dealing with the same kind of thing, but as they separated in many, Ooh, it's a spinoff sequel, it's a spinoff. It's a, hmm. it's a sequel. It happens at about the same time. Hmm. I originally wrote this story together or much of the story together and realized I needed to just tell one. So now this is just finishing the, the other part. Very That's cool. fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, brother Kyle. And this is serious. I am going to use less water, be more uh, efficient with water usage. Unfortunately, it won't be a drop in the bucket, pun intended, <laughs> of on conserving water for the planet. But it's a start, and I'm going to do it so I sleep better at night. So are you less water? Are you gathering rainwater? You're doing things like that, or you're just going to consume less water? I'm just going to consume less because how often do we leave the water running when we're doing the dishes and in the sink in the bathroom, we run over to do something else and the water's always running. And I just a second, I got to go turn the water. Off. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. I was drawing a bath during this. So I gotta, uh... Why are you conscious of your water usage and why is that your resolution? Well, the planet is exploding with in population. We're mm -hmm. using more and more water. And every year it seems like there's a drought. Uh, in our state. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, for example, the Great Salt Lake from when I was a boy, when it used to be, I, we used to nearly have beachfront property. Now you could, I can ride my bike out to Fremont Island. There are no longer islands on the Great Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. They are just mountains. Mm -hmm. okay. There are no, if you look at it from overhead, the Great Salt Lake is considerably smaller. And, and it, because it collects the runoff and eventually there's not going to be any water going to the Great Salt Lake. It's just going to be sand flats, but we're going to run out of water. And, and so I'm just going to use less That's and then I can point my finger. 60 gallon tanks. We can make tanks together. Uh, I think you should it. learn to make water. Come on. It can't be that hard. I do make water, but I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> that might be my <laughs> resolution for next year. You can drink it twice. <laughs> yeah, hey, I know. Get one of those filters they use in the space station. Cause yeah. they, they filter it and drink it. Maybe maybe that'll be for next year. I'll start using less this year and recycling next year. There you go. There you go. 
So uh, New Year's resolution for me, I'm going to share mine that are that involve the cultural hall. A couple of things. One, uh, in the year 2021, we will hit our 500th episode. I resolved ooh, to have some sort ooh. of celebration, uh, remembrance of those 500 episodes as we almost uh, have been doing this for 10 years, 10 years this April, which is crazy, insane to me. Um, so that is kind of a resolution to party around that. Uh, also, I resolve with the help of uh, Robin and other folks that we will get to 10,000 Facebook fans in the year 2021. <sighs> we'll get there. So help us spread it. Help us spread it. <laughs> it's the Cultural Hall on Facebook. You just search it that way. You can also find the Cultural Hall back row, and you can also go to patreon.com forward slash the Cultural Hall if you want to be a Patreon saint. That is a great way to interact with us online. I also want to get to 10,000 fans on Twitter with the thanks of Mr. Mayor himself. Try. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, and then for the episodes themselves, uh, I I haven't quite figured it out. And so I'm crowdsourcing this resolution a little bit. I want to figure out a way that we can help people a little bit more with the episodes. So when I visit with people, I think it gives us perspective. I think it allows us to hear what other people are studying or learning about or experienced or whatever. I think that's great. I think being able to share the news with people, I think is also great. I have been listening to a lot of talk radio recently and have been really excited about like the host being able to interact with those who listen to the show and being able to have discussions about what's going on with them. Some component of that type of thing is what I would like to resolve to do, figure out, put into place some way in 2021. So if you have any ideas as far as that goes, you can send us an email to contact at theculturalhall.com. Don't forget that our emails are sponsored by Utah Taste Off. You can go to at Utah Taste Off on uh, Instagram and see all the delicious things. And if you happen to live in Utah, you can purchase some of those things and put them in your belly. They are delicious at Utah Taste Off. You guys, let's take a break, and we'll count down from number 20 down to number 11, the top 20 stories of 2020. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Friends, I know a lot of you guys and girls are working from home. So here's some tips for making sure your computer's ready for working at home, because if your computer fails, it's going to be really hard to get it fixed because of dwindling supply and parts. But we have parts right now, and we have a limited supply of new computers available for you. Make sure your computer is healthy and virus and malware free. Hackers are trying to infect people and stealing their information during these challenging times. We'll scan the health of your computer for viruses and malware, plus scan your hard drive, memory, and components to make sure you don't have any failing parts. You want to make sure you have strong antivirus and malware protection software as well. Just get into any PC laptops and we'll check your hardware and your software and scan your computer for viruses for absolutely free. Just go to PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we've been serving you for over 28 years, and we've got your back during these times of need. We're all in this together. So just go to PCLaptops.com, and we'll get you taken care of. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. All right, it's time for some articles of news as we count down from 20 to number 11. Uh, everyone's going to have a chance to uh, share one of these, maybe a couple of these. As a matter of fact, uh, we'll roll right through them. And don't forget that the next episode, that is 477, is the top 10. So you're going to get number 20 down to number 11. You can't lose articles of news. And how could we not recognize from the year 2020, number 20 itself, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, the whore that is R-H-O-S-L-C, as they call it online, R-H-O-S-L-C. Are you watching it? I watched the one episode and I could not. And I've said this before. I love terrible television, but this is beyond terrible. But I've watched it. It's so bad. It's a show we knew was coming out for a while now, but it premiered uh, early November. So it's only been out 
uh, a couple of months. Ratings have not been great. Um, it's a it's part of a series, an installment. So they have Real Housewives of. They started with I think Orange County, mm-hmm. and then they went to D.C. and 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 the tenth was Salt Lake City for some reason. Uh, the angle was the angle they brought at it was kind of a, a touch of Mormonism in it. Mm-hmm. To say, hey, look, we're going to have these crazy Mormon ladies. We'll see what the Mormons are really like. Well, there's one that is c- kind of considers herself Mormon. The rest are uh, a myriad of of uh, wrong religions. But th- the one. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. <right? laughs> but uh, it, it's been a, a show that the, the ratings are the lowest out of any of the, fran- of the other franchises. They, they claim they're going to keep it going for season two. They just finished up season one. They've had eight, eight episodes thus far. And I was just looking over the titles of these episodes. Number eight was Hot Tub Confessions. Yeah, it's the trashiest. Fashion faux pas was another one. Just, just not very good. Um, and and some people were angry about it because they thought that it would show a bad light on uh, Mormonism. Or and really, what it was, it's not an accurate view of Salt Lake City or of Mormonism. It it hardly even mentions those. It sees rich gals in Park City that are horrible people, uh, really doing nothing. Yep. with their life. <laughs> Well, the big, the big thing that I've seen is the Mormon 2.0, right? Because one of the ladies, I think she owns a distillery and, and was raised in the church. And she's like, oh, yeah, but I'm Mormon 2.0. That's what I keep yeah. seeing everywhere as it's reported. Yeah. And they had some some uh, influencers or online people that they had paid to say, hey, promote our show. Watch it. Promote it. We're going to pay you and promote our show. Uh, and these were Mormon influencers on Instagram or whatever they are. And and they watch it and they were horrified and they're like, I don't want to do this. This show was terrible, but mm-hmm. now I have to. I've been paid to do it, so that was a whole other uh, ordeal going on with this with the Housewives of Salt Lake City. They're Mormon 2.0. They need to be new- Mormon 2.00137 because that's a security bug fix. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Sorry, sorry. The engineer side of me comes out. Yeah, it, it is an interesting thing to me, though, that in our naivety, maybe, uh, that we as members of the church were like, oh, they're going to come in and they're going to pick, you know, uh, these these women, these housewives of Salt Lake City whom are actually that, right? That they would take what is fundamentally this show as they've been in Orange County and, as you mentioned, Kyle, D.C., and I think Atlanta is another one and whatever. Yeah. We sort of thought, oh, of course, they'll they'll find someone like Janae. You know, uh, she runs the business out Robin, of her home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Except I have to be married with kids first. Yeah, you have to a housewife. Sorry, Robin. I didn't want to rule no, you no, out. You could be the one that, oh, the yeah, edgy I was one. Looking You're forward not married. To, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I was looking edgy forward one. to relief society strife, right? Yeah. I was, you know, who's who didn't make the funeral potatoes when they were supposed to? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so many. Why do we have eight funeral potatoes and this one is terrible? You can uh, you can always have more funeral potatoes. I'm yeah. sorry. It's it's when yes. you have too few that you get into trouble. Yeah. Uh, but we it's... expected we expected this out of this show, and then of course that's not that's not what it's going to be. It's going to be the Park City, the as Kyle puts it, terrible people uh, that people just can't turn away from. This yeah. is actually the kind of people I thought they would have. Oh really? Because this is kind of the shows that they are. They're not yeah. like real housewives of anywhere. Hmm. They're the rich, the elite, the spoiled brats of of everywhere. So I don't understand why people are like, this isn't real. Like, yeah, none of it is. Yeah. Give us a second season, though, right? Give us a second season. Yeah. Let's see if it cancels after that. <laughs> if we do a second season, though, that like maybe they'll learn from their mistakes since they're not getting much ratings and then they can go to to the other people that are more more real and we can have like funeral potato faux pas yeah. and uh <laughs> cultural hall confessions oh. and what else, oh. what else would there be Jeez, you have worked this through in your mind <laughs> for the last 10 seconds i have yep. let's get um modest is hottest oh yeah modest is hottest that's brilliant that's right. i see a show going right now we need to make this yep. The real the housewives of Salt Lake. Who can who can make the best funeral potatoes? Who's offended at the other person's like janky pattern for a trek bonnet? Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> all all the things. 
what do you put on top of your funeral potatoes or do you not like are there going to be fights yeah it's 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 ritz crackers by the way it's ritz crackers is the way to go on the top of them and is a character on your jello yeah oh yeah, oh, cheese gosh. for sure. Okay. No, Our, oh, now God. we have gone it's off the rails. Whipped cream, people. It's whipped cream. Gosh. And and it's actually Cool Whip. You don't actually use real whipped cream. You, no, you, you have you whip it yourself. Nope. With your beaters. Not if you're doing that it. That won't last. All right. If you're no doing housewives, it settle down. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are the hard hitting episodes that people would just love. Cool. Honestly, you you're right. Yeah. Honestly, I think <laughs> it would be great. Maybe it would actually take off. They would be like, what are these people? Yeah, the oddity of it. It, it, Not wrong. I'll put you in touch with the producers, Janae. How does that sound? There we go. Let's get just Joni. Let's get Robin uh, Robin, and then uh, and... Molly Mormon. Sure. We sure. can just go to town. Uh, Although we wouldn't off. fight with Annette, each other. Annette. Oh, I bet we could get you guys yeah. to fight. We could get Annette in on it as well, for sure. Oh, for Jenny. Sure. We could easily get Jenny and Joni. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Just got to push the buttons. <laughs> Wait, get them to fight? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. We can get oh, everyone. No. Yeah, you push you push someone far enough, you can get them to fight. You bet. You bet you can. Then we can all you make know, you cookies couldn't... for each other and say sorry. Yep. Yeah. You know, you couldn't do this with the guys because, like, if you did the real elders quorum, it would just be a bunch of guys sitting in a room hoping not to talk yeah. and trying to avoid having someone ask them about their ministry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want yeah. to. <laughs> right? That, that would be totally what that mm-hmm. is. Uh, I want to move along. It's story number 19, the top 20 for 2020, the fast for the Australian fires. This is one that um, is close to my heart. I serve my mission in Australia. So, um, some of the areas I, I was in were affected. In fact, while I was there, it was an in- interesting. We were walking and a fire, I mean, this happens all the time, but a fire literally started while we were walking up and it moves fast. Like we were like walking up a street and there's this big area of brush. This is obviously 30 years ago, but, um, and, and it was like someone threw a match, but there was no one around. And I, it just like lit up and started going. And so that's, that, Were you guys the, asked to take off your shoes? No. Like Moses? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> so, we were just we were just trying to get to a bus. No, they were actually burning trees, not. <laughs> yeah, it, it was consuming the trees. It wasn't burning okay. without consuming them. So okay. we, we were we were safe. Um, but anyway, last year, as early as June in 2019, anyway they they actually were warning about it so it was one of the worst fires uh, fire seasons in quite some time about uh you know 35 people lost their lives thousands of homes were destroyed including members homes but the church responded as it always does and sent in help and, and organized its members and the pacific area presidency called for a fast last january 3rd so as we entered 2020 that's kind of what was going on australia was burning um and so, yeah. Let me ask all of you guys, does that feel like a decade ago that we fasted for the Australian fires? Yeah. That feels like forever yes. ago. Yeah. I mean, how many things have happened since then that are just as big or bigger? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least 18 things, because we're going to talk about yeah. them. <laughs> well, when I looked back at all this stuff, I'm like, what, this happened this year? What, this was this year? I'm like, this seems like this happened years ago. Nope. Nope. In 2020, the year that would not end. We move to number 18. This is uh, missionaries clothing requirement changes. Yes, they did that in June. It was June 12th of this year. And um, the reason they did it was to um, they wanted the missionaries to maintain and improve their dignity, safety, effectiveness, approachability, and cultural sensitivity while properly representing the Lord and his church. So what they did was they made it so elders can wear either white shirts or blue shirts and or ties or not ties, um, depending on what they want. So basically they're just adding blue shirts and they can take away the ties Obviously, if you're going to church, you need to be wearing a, a appropriate white shirt and tie, um, suit coats when appropriate, like at the temple and church services, baptismal services, but just out proselyting, meeting people, things like that. You can have a more approachable, um, no tie or blue shirt or yeah. 
Um, it also depends on the areas. It's not, it's not church-wide. It's where the area presidencies and the mission presidents decide it's appropriate to make those changes. So it's not every mission is doing that. They've also talked about some of the other changes they've had throughout the years of short-sleeved white shirts and They've changed the colors of the suits and sandals or lava lavas for certain areas in the world. So it's just an ongoing effort to make our representatives approachable, but also to help them have that dignity of representing Christ. You know what I can't imagine, though, and and I, I can't anticipate that we will see this here in Utah. I can't imagine a day where members of the church here in Utah are able to chill out enough that they could be okay with the elder showing up in a blue shirt. Like we, we get so really? much. Don't, don't you think? I think no. it would be different pockets. I don't, I think there could be a good amount. Who hey, would. And Ogden, they'd be fine with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Have them wear pink shirts, whatever shirt, as long as they have a shirt on. I don't care. I, I know Janae, you seem, you seem su- surprised by it. And, and the only thing that I have to sort of say to that is that I know that um, missionaries who serve here in the state of Utah are constantly telling me about how members will be like, we saw the missionaries at the grocery store and it was a Saturday. We saw the missionaries riding their bikes and it was Friday after 9 p.m. And they're constantly being sort of tattled on. And so, it's, Dad. yeah, yeah, way sad and un- inappropriate and not necessary and a headache for the mission president and all of the things, but oh, um, something to I'm deal more- with. And so that's why I think that because Utah is sort of the the headquarters, the example, and I'm air quoting that I I don't know that the elders and sisters will see that change here. Interesting. I, I think maybe I maybe down the line it wouldn't be the first place, obviously. Mm-hmm. But maybe if everyone is doing it, then maybe that's Utah what they would always do it. called peer pressure when I was in. A, That's uh, right. <laughs> That's right. Well, peer don't pressure do it the because Utahans. everyone else is. Be and then by then they'll be wearing different colors everywhere else but finally blue will make it to utah <laughs> uh we move now to our next story which is our first dishonorable mention on the list it's uh number 17 the dad who choked his son for not serving a mission oh yeah that's uh this guy he's getting the father of the year award for sure um really? Yeah, no, that's not kind of really sarcasm. Kyle. Worst not father really. of the year award. Worst father of the year. What a what a winner. So this guy is 49-year-old Scott Warner. Uh, this was the end of uh, August. He had a conversation. If you guys didn't hear about this, he had a conversation with his son on the evening of the 21st of August. And basically his son was like, you know what? Not going on a mission. That thing, I'm, I'm not doing it. And his dad flipped out and he grabbed him by the arm and he, they began to fight. He beat his head into the wall repeatedly and then choked him. So real great father son bonding going on right there. Uh, poor kid. And the, uh, the 15 and 17 year old siblings saw this, which that's not great. Uh, and the sister called the police and was like, my dad's choking my brother. So they show up and they found, you know, scratches and bruises on this poor kid's neck and, you know, injuries that backed up the the claims and the stories. And so he went to jail. Um, And then as far as an update on that story, he actually at the beginning of December, um, they talked about how he is out on bail. He had a plea bargain deal that was pulled off the table because, nope, you don't get a plea bargain deal when you choke your son. and the hearing is scheduled for February 24th. So we'll just find out yeah. more uh, after Valentine's Day how that all goes down. Yeah, spoiler, he is not, the son is not serving a mission, and uh, at least not at this point. It would be interesting to see where this is a family, as I understand it, that is close to the church. It's difficult for the people in this neighborhood uh, this ward that has said, you know what, we would have never expected this from this guy. You know, he's not a, a, a typically violent person. Um, 
I know having been in emotionally charged situations with kids before, how one thing can be a bunch of things, but it's unfortunate that, you know, he's probably paying the price and, and, and the punishment with all of his kids, right? That he's probably not able to see them. Um, certainly disrupted yeah. that family quite a bit. And right? I know this family. So I, they, they were in my ward in Ogden. Um, so I know them quite well, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I, I, that's, that's how I feel. I'm like, I can't imagine Scott ever doing that, but then I see the reports and then mm-hmm. it's there. So, yeah. yeah. Which is, Andrew, you should have covered this story. No, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. For that exact reason. I yeah. don't want to say much more oh, than I know. Yeah. I am so sorry to hear that, that ugh, it's no good. We laugh about it and we poke fun, but what a terribly sad kind of tragic situation. Right. And I want to make sure that I clarify with my comments. I'm by no means excusing, you know, the heightened uh, intensity of what the situation was to excuse anything that he did. No matter how mad you are at your kid, you don't ever choke your kid uh, or put their head into a wall or any of those things. Those things are not permissible. And he is where he should be, is in jail for doing those kind of things. Um, Now, the next story is uh, number 16, the Black 14 a football players healing act. Now, I don't know how many of you guys know about the Black 14, so I'm going to take you on a little uh, history journey in the way back machine. We are going Ooh. to travel uh, back to 1969 where the um the University of Wyoming football team is about to play the Brigham Young University football team. And what happened was is this football team, there were 14 uh football players on the University of Wyoming whom were black who went uh, to the coach before the game they had found out hey you know what we're going to be playing against BYU uh, at this time this was before the um, the priesthood uh, why can't I think of the word for it the priesthood ban. yeah the priesthood ban was lifted um, and so they said hey you know what we're, we are not okay with this and we would like to um, wear black armbands as kind of a, a sign of protest in this football game. And the coach, um, the coach of uh, the University of Wyoming football team said, you know what, I'll do you guys a favor. I know that you came to me to say, how can we properly, uh, you know, uh, revolt is not protest. the word I'm looking protest. for, protest. How can we properly protest? They, he said, I'll do you guys a favor. You're not playing anymore. You're done. Um, and so some of those some of those football players stayed at Wyoming, got their degree and left. Other football players went to other universities and played football. But they were a really good, really good football team that year. Richie, can I ask? Yes. Can I ask, is there any word as to why they were they respectfully went to their coach and talked about it before and then were just suddenly kicked off the team. It was, Do we understand it, it know was, why? It was just that the coach was like, listen, I'm not putting up with this. You're off. So they just fully off the team completely, yeah, complete, not like out complete, of this game. Nope. Completely off the team. They said, Nope, you're done. I'll do you guys a favor on how you can protest. You can't, you're done. And, um, and so certainly we did, we did so things harsh, different so. back in my day in right. 1976. Yeah. <laughs> we did things a little harsher. This was 1969, Kyle, a little bit before well, you. Six, okay. So um, early in my time. But as you can probably imagine, a lot of these football players were like, well, he- hang on. You don't need to kick us off the team. We can, we can come up with another resolution. And at that point, the coach had just said, nope, too bad, too late. You're done. So Who's this coach, he's, he's not my favorite person. No, n- no, but no. it is the sign of the time, sadly. Yeah. So, uh, so there were 14 of these, uh, black football players and they became obviously known as the black 14. So fast forward years later, um, in 2019, that's the 50th anniversary of this whole thing. The university of Wyoming said, Hey, you know what? We want to, uh, recognize that this happened and sort of apologize and um, one of the football players of that time from BYU, uh, he got in touch with the Black 14 and said, hey, you know what? We, we want to kind of mend some fences here. We would love to um, make donations in and on your behalf to the organizations that you guys choose. That's why this is a story here in 2020 is because that's when those, went to, those came to pass. So two of those football players uh, had passed away in the time. So they are no longer with us, leaving only 12. And then three of those 12 said, we don't want anything to do with this. We still hold the grudge, carry the grudge against the University of Wyoming. But those remaining nine, they partnered with the church 
um, with, uh, I wish I could remember his name, but uh, an elder, I think he's in the 70, and they said, hey, where would you like a donation to go on your behalf? And so many, many thousands of pounds of food went to different um, charities and different food banks across the country uh, in the name of the Black 14. So little history lesson. There's a great documentary film. If you look up, I think it's on Amazon Prime about the Black 14. You can see what that whole story is about, where they come from, where they are now. And the one of the most interesting things, uh, and if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can watch this video because it never aired because uh, of some technical things, etc. I won't get into now. I did an interview with one of the Black 14 whose son ended up joining the church. So a fascinating thing. Uh, You can check that out at uh, our Facebook page on Patreon if you are a Patreon saint of the culture hall. That is the I can't help but wondering who won the game. Uh, (laughs) If I remember correctly, uh, Wyoming still beat BYU that year. And I'm being serious. I'm I'm 99% sure that that's what happened. It's kind of too bad, actually. I kind of wish it would (laughs) have. What, beat them while they're down, Andrew? No, if they kick 14 <laughs> players off their team, they should lose. Yeah. <laughs> in, oh, that in, just shows how bad BYU was. In, interesting historical approach. I like that. Uh, <laughs> let us go now to story number 15, the new symbol for the church. Okay. Again, this was one of those that I'm like, this happened this year. I thought this was a long time ago. But um, that this happened on the April conference where... President Nielsen revealed the new symbol of Christ um, to replace Moroni, and they explain why they did it, which is um, it's a symbol, not a logo, is mm-hmm. what they say, because um, logos, while logos are often used to brand products, a symbol represents, a, represents or stands for something. Um, and President Nelson explained the symbol is to help us remember him to identify the church, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as the Lord's church. The symbol will, um, signify the central place of Jesus in his church. That's part of the reason why they did the change or most of the reason why they did the change to remind people that this is Christ church, not just a church. Um, it's meant to be used for church materials and not meant to be used for the members. So you're not going to find it on t-shirts at, um, at Deseret book or Siegel book or anything like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing I did find is there is symbolism to the actual symbol. So, um, the rectangle is the representation of a cornerstone hmm. representing that Christ is a chief cornerstone. So where the church's name is and, um, they put, the Christus um, from, yeah, the classic Christus that we know, statue, there to remind people that it is, it is the resurrected Christ, and the arch is to also represent that his resurrection, and to embrace all people. And so um, I didn't realize there was more symbolism to the symbol, but yeah, there you go. Nice. We have a new symbol, and Moroni is gone. But we still love him. (laughs) Goodbye, Moroni. All right, let's go to story number 14, which is Mike Lee and Captain Moroni. Oh, I I I love this story so much. You hear the sarcasm in my voice? I'm going to go ahead and mute Brother Kyle as we get into this. (laughs) Hold hold Brother Kyle back on this one. It's either mute him now or edit him out later. So Mike Lee was introducing, asked to introduce Trump, and he had a little different message for all the different religions in the in the audience. He started with the Catholics. He started, then he went to the Protestants, and then he 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 said something about his Mormon or LDS family, and then he proceeded to compare D- Donald Trump to probably the greatest figure in the Book of Mormon. Um, um, Captain Moroni, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he slipped and really just meant King Noah. That, that's <laughs> oh, what I think he was, he was trying to do. Now, do so, you do you have the actual uh, verbatim uh, language that he used? I think it's worth reiterating. Yes, I do. I, I was just scrolling back away from it. So he said, um, uh, to my Mormon friends, my Latter-day Saint, Saint friends, think of him as 
Captain Moroni. He seeks not power, but to pull it down. He seeks not the praise of the world or the fake news, but he seeks the well-being and the peace of the American people. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound like anything that Donald Trump does. <laughs> yeah. It it. it it didn't land very well, certainly with a lot of us in the cultural hall. I know some people were like, yeah, you can hear them in the video uh, that people cheered at that. And you know that several in the audience were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He actually ended up issuing an apology uh, afterward, and I want to share that. It says, yesterday I made a comparison between Captain Moroni, a military leader whose story is chronicled in the Book of Mormon, and President Donald J. Trump. Some people found that comparison upsetting, blasphemous, and otherwise wrong. I respect their right to feel that way and realize that my impromptu comments may not have been the best form for drawing a, no a novel analogy from Scripture. I doubt this will change the minds of those who disliked my comments, but I'd like to explain the use of my comparison to make my awkward, perhaps, point clearer. I'll read one more part. It says, I did not argue that faithful, fair-minded members of my church or of any belief system couldn't reach a different conclusion as to whether to vote for President Trump, nor did I mean to imply that I agree with everything that he has ever said or done, either while serving as president or other ways. And then finally, he says, in no way did I suggest that people should seek to emulate President Trump in the same way that they pattern their lives after Captain Moroni. Uh, I, I know lots didn't care for even his apology. It was sort of a, I'm sorry if you were offended kind of apology. Uh, but number 14, Mike Lee compares Donald Trump to Captain Moroni. Let's move to uh, story number 13, the online temple prayer list, which I have yet to use. Oh, well. If you want to put someone on the prayer, prayer roll from the comfort of your own home, all you need to do is go to the temple prayer roll link on LES.org. Um, well, you'll go to the uh, specific temples information page that you want. And then there is a link right there that ha that's entitled prayer roll. Uh, you also, if you just, if you don't want to go all the way over to the computer, you can sit on the couch with your phone. And you can go to the members tools app that we've got, mm -hmm. um, which also was updated with our little Christus statue uh, symbol. Not there symbol. For that. Is it symbol? No, not logo. It's symbol. symbol. You're right. You're it's right. It's not You're logo. Right. It's a symbol. Uh, and if you go Good to job. the temples <laughs> section of that app, um, you're able to uh, put a name on the prayer roll. Let's see. Yes. Okay. So once names are entered, they'll be sent to the temple um, that you listed, or actually this is kind of nice. It will be sent to the nearest operating temple. If that particular one that you uh, chose originally is still closed. So oh, that's interesting. Nice. So, mm -hmm. so right now, if, so say like the Salt Lake Temple, it's closed down for the, the renovation and all those things, right? If I, since I'm in the Salt Lake Temple district, if I sent a name via the member tools app to be on the prayer roll where there are some temples, I know like the uh, Tonga Temple and some of those other temples, that is where the name would go at this point? Am I understanding I, that correctly? It says the nearest, the nearest operating temple if the one you chose originally was is closed. Huh. So that's kind of fun. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, Salt Lake is going to be closed for obviously the next what next, like we got three more years more on year, that yeah. one. So say, say uh, uh, like South Jordan, uh, Jordan river temple, if that opens in the middle of the summer, but you accidentally put it into over the next three years, whatever it is, you put it into Salt Lake, it will just head right on down to Jordan river or whichever one else is, is open right now. But yeah, or open at that point. But right now, that is kind of interesting to think that it would go all the way over to the Tonga or some of these other ones that are and, these few and far between. And open. you mentioned LDS.org, and I would think that that's probably, it'll reroute you, but it's probably yeah, Church of Jesus Christ.org, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I still do that. Yeah, same I'm probably going to be here. one of those when I'm like 75, be like, and please bless, bless President Nelson yeah. when it were totally on <laughs> yeah. Bednar at that point or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but yes, so I, uh, so church of Jesus Christ.org. And then you go to the specific temple, the, the, that you're wanting. And then the, after, at that information page, there's a prayer roll link. Very cool. 
But it makes me wonder if they're not maybe doing some prayer stuff in temples right now, even though, because there are some living, um, like people going through for their first time. Mm -hmm. Living ordinances are going on right now, but the, as far as we do, like, but they would still need some prayer rural participants. So I'm wondering if some of those, if you sent it, say, put Salt Lake, you could get somewhere closer because they have um, some living endowments needing done. Interesting. An interesting consideration, right? There's probably just going to be a few people in that uh, in that prayer. Yes, but then but they but would yeah, just have that that thing in there. Too bad you can't do one yet where you can send it to all the temples. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you get extra help. Yeah, mass prayers. Uh, oh, mass prayers. That's Catholic. Never mind. Uh, let's see here. Number. Did you guys ever do a, a prayer blitz? Real, real quick. Did, if you did, you ever call multiple temples when you really really needed some prayers? You know, I'll be I'll be. 1000% transparent. I have never put a name on a temple prayer roll. Wow. Look at you. I, I don't feel that's a new experience for you when you do it for the first time. Have you done it, Kyle? I haven't. No. Andrew, have you? Often. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Especially since this, I just like blast any name I want. No, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Uh, but yeah, I, I do it every time I either go to the temple and often when I'm, uh, I'm thinking about someone who I like, who needs it? Like I did it a few weeks ago because I have a friend in my ward who's going through some tough times, so hmm. I put it on there. Hmm. Yeah, it's just something yeah. that that I had I have never done. Robin, how about you? I've done it for people. I've even done it for myself. Yeah, because there's times where I've just needed extra help, so yeah, I put myself down. Yeah, well, don't put yourself down. Lift yourself up. Oh, I do. I think by there pr- should be an option in me. there. I think there should be an option where you can upload an Excel spreadsheet like yeah. this. Like 150 <laughs> yeah, exactly. at one shot. All right, There's nerd. times I'm like, I'm adding like, I'll, like I'll add people to one, like instead of doing one per person, like I'll add a few on one page and then put it in. Now it so, would yeah. have to be, it would have to be a CSV file though. Uh, yes, Andrew. It would no, be. you no, couldn't right. just do no. uh, an Excel document. Nerd. No, if you're correct. gonna try and you nerd, let's be appropriately nerdy. All right. Nerd. <laughs> I think we put Kyle to sleep. All right. Story number. It was Robin. <laughs> number twelve. The Salt Lake Temple renovation and Marone. I can't keep a handle on his trumpet. Oh no, kidding. So this story actually started a year ago today. As of this recording, they closed the Salt Lake City Temple December 29th, two thousand nineteen. It's a 2020 story because it's close enough. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, and this is a major thing. They close it for four years uh, and and a major renovation, uh, including. So one thing I, th- I saw that, you know, their their removal of the current temple entry with two new entry pavilions. You know, everybody always has their picture up on the big stairs leading up to the temple. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have new places to take the pictures now? Are they going to have bet. stairs leading up? You bet. It better be as iconic as the old ones. So no, people can so go and take it. The place where they oh. take it is the old entrance. They have this new entrance. You come in from the side for years. So that's what they're replacing. They're not going to like that iconic shot is still going to be there. They'll leave that part of it. Okay. Yep. So, and, and they're digging out around this thing. Um, actually they, they started, it's a 40 foot deep, uh, basically hole around it, uh, where they, they put in new material. It's, it's the, to keep it safe against earthquakes. Uh, we gave a little pre-test earlier this year and it was fine. And so, but we're going to really short up. I think it goes to like a 5.7 magnitude earthquake uh, that it's supposed to, to help against. Uh, and Only they're doing 5.7. Uh, oh, that's that all they're reinforcing. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's what the, the earthquake was that we tested it with. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. It's, sorry. It's, uh, I'm like, we need more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because at, at least, but yeah, so that's what we've tested against so far, but uh, I was trying to look here for what they're setting it up for, but anyway, it's it's world class. I mean, it's it will be stronger than than uh, you know most buildings around. But they're they're also doing other buildings in Temple Square as well as the Temple. So it's, it's a a major innovation, and four years is uh, a long step to have that closed up. So, you know the uh, the Salt Lake City Temple. Uh, they'll open it with an open house. I was just looking for the date on that. Uh, I don't that think they've it. announced it yet. Yeah, in 2024, I, I tried to check to see if this year with things going on, 
have put back this the scheduled timeline. And although from what I found, there have been some hiccups, they're still planning on it on basically the same time it being open again. Now, you mentioned that earthquake. That was March 18th at 7.09 a.m. that the earthquake hits Salt Lake City, a place we are not known for having our earthquakes. The big one looming, as people would let us know, uh, but shook so much that the trumpet fell from the hand of Moroni. Oh, crap. Can you just see him looking down? Oh, oh, as it drops down the temple. And it, yeah, it did fall off. I didn't ever see on this. Did it ever really hit anything on the way down or did it fall all the way down to the temple grounds or did it land on the roof somewhere and they had to go fetch it? I think it was on the roof. Yeah, Yeah. there's some pictures of it on the roof. Yeah. Now, two things with this that I really appreciated. One was this was right at the beginning of the lockdown and our meme game as members of the church was on (laughs) point. Oh with yeah, Moroni was strong. Dropping we had so temples. much fire. Yeah, <laughs> whether it was just because people were pent up because of the newly found pandemic, but we were we were on point with everything that came about from this. But then the second part um, with this uh, this renovation and also with uh, the Angel Moroni and and the Salt Lake Temple is in July of this year they opened that time capsule. 128 years after it was uh, sealed there in the capstone. It's a big uh, cement ball that they had to cut into. And you could see um, this was the first time that we saw the first presidency wearing masks, being photographed and wearing masks as they were able to see what was on the inside. And here's the thing. Even as we uh, end 2020 and look forward to 2021, we don't know all of the things that were in that time capsule. The church has not disclosed everything that was in that time capsule. Certainly they know lots of stuff was kind of worn out. Uh, The cement sort of leaks, right? It's sort of a living thing. So it was wet. A lot of things were ruined as far as that goes. Um, But they have not released all that was kept in that capstone. So I'm looking forward to that as a story uh, for 2021. Maybe that will be one of the big stories of 2021. Maybe when they're done chronic or uh, like going over it, inventorying it and everything, maybe they'll have more of a list, make it a little easier for everybody. And, and you know, everyone loves lists. Sure, sure, sure. And being able to like the Joseph Smith papers, if we can chronicle and look at it online, could be pretty cool if that's uh, yeah. available as well. I'm guessing that's what they're probably working on doing. Yeah. I also, because they didn't say anything about it, and I actually contacted the church's history department. I think that there's some stuff that they're like, yeah, we don't know what this is or, oh, maybe we need to put this in context before we share this out with everyone was kind of the feeling. Maybe that's a conspiracy theorist of me, but it was kind of the feeling that I got where they're like, I don't know, maybe not this. Maybe they don't know what it is because like you said, some things are ruined and maybe they just don't know. Yep. Yep. Our last story, number 11, it's to be mine. Uh, I was supposed to tell you about Chad and Lori Daybell, but you know what? I thought he's been with us all year long to tell us about the Chad and Lori Daybell case to give us an update of where we started at the beginning of this year to where we are at at the end of 2020. It is none other than Nate Eaton from East Idaho News. Thank you for being with us, sir. What does this say if this is the top story of the year, the number one story? What a year it's been. Well, it's number 11, as a dishonorable 11, okay. mention. So it is it is knocking on the top 10. Some felt that it should be a number two, a number three story. But it's so dark and so terrible, we just didn't want to remember 2020 that way. Yeah, I hear you. And what a story it's been. Of course, this all kicked off in the beginning of the year in January. Um, well, end of December last year when the police put out a notice that there were two missing kids from the sleepy town of Rexburg, Idaho. And then three or four weeks later, right in January, um, we were able to track their parents down in Kauai, Chad and Lori Daybell. And things just uh, took a turn from there. They ended up getting arrested. They've now been charged in connection to uh, their children who were, their remains were found buried on Chad Daybell's property in June. They, of course, have some spouses who are dead and we're waiting on autopsies and there's just so many twists and turns and it's it's been quite a story. 
Now, Nate, you've been a part of several uh, Dateline features as the nation has taken an interest in this. Um, what do you think it is about this case in particular that makes it number 11 on our list, but being viewed by literal millions of people uh, as they click to your website and as they've followed what you have reported? Yeah, it's it's crazy. One of the networks told me that, that the one of the networks that carries trials on television, you know, nonstop. Um, they said that there hasn't been this much in a interest in a story since uh, Casey Anthony, and then before that, O.J. Simpson. Wow. So there is it is it is grabbing eyeballs from across the country. I think it has all the elements of a of an unbelievable story. You have first of all missing children. You have the religious element, and the Latter Day Saints are fascinating, and these. Guys were extreme. I don't know if you want to call them Latter-day Saints. A lot of people call them cult members. Uh, you have uh, missing spouses. You have money involved. You have the intrigue of what's next. And then you find the parents in Hawaii, of all places, with their missing kids. So it has all the elements of a made-for-TV drama, except that it's real life. Yeah. It, it's interesting from the church perspective that I think at first— it wasn't so clear that they were members of the church, right? It it They seem sort of disaffiliated, but as I understand it, even on the island of Kauai, where you found them, uh, they were attending mainstream Latter-day Saint church services. Yeah, in the beginning, the, the church really didn't play uh, a part in the story, but we quickly learned that Chad Daybell had written dozens of books and uh, had a publishing company and was talking about his life after death experiences and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then we learn their beliefs that they believe they're to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ, that they believe they're gods and goddesses. And that they were, I don't want to say recruiting followers, but they were they were trying to attract people who would follow their teachings and these these bizarre extreme beliefs. And just days after we did find them in Hawaii, they showed up at the ward there in Kauai and walked into a, a ward council meeting and said, we're Chad and Lori Daybell. Uh, you've probably seen us on the news. It's it's all exaggerated, whatever you've heard. We want to come to church, but if we're going to be a distraction, obviously we we won't we don't need to come. Wow. And and it was a distraction mm. because you not only had them attending, but you had national news crews and paparazzis following them. Uh, Good Morning America followed them right into the chapel. Uh, and so, you know, ward members were reaching out to us saying they showed up to church today. They were hugging members in the lobby. Hmm. And and then, of course, their religious belief took a huge portion of the story because that, that's why they say they did the things they're accused of doing. As we look forward to 2021 and this case specifically, what are the things that are still kind of hanging out there, the definitive either dates or release of information that will move this case along? Well, the next court hearing will be right at the beginning of January. They're going to argue to move the venue, the hearings out of Rexburg. They, the, the attorneys say, you know, everybody knows about them. They can't get a fair trial. After that, Right now, they've only been charged with concealing evidence, that evidence being the bodies of the children of J.J. and Tylee. Uh, it's likely that some sort of charges in relation to murder will be filed against them at one point. And we are still waiting on Tammy Daybell's autopsy. She's the wife of Chad Daybell, who married Lori just weeks after his wife died. Uh, so there could be charges in relation to that. They're also investigating Lori's husband's, the shooting death that happened down in Arizona, the death of her brother. And there's a lot of other things under investigation. But right now, the next steps will be where are they going to hold the trials for the charges that both of these people currently face? Mm. A story not soon to be ended, certainly to be played out in a uh, miniseries or movie or or both. Uh, I know there are several podcasts for people that are really interested in it, but I say go straight to the source of Nate Eaton at East Idaho News, uh, eastidahonews.com. I'm sure that this will be a story of 2021, and we hope that you'll stay close to the Cultural Hall and keep us updated. Okay, Nate? Will do. Thanks, Richie. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. See ya. All right, you guys. That's it. Okay. We uh, we hope that this episode, this should be fun to see how this goes. Oh, we hope that this episode <laughs> has nourished and strengthened your body. And that y'all go home in safety. There you go. You got one.
fit. We can bless the food. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> if you've Go been sick or afflicted with, uh, with the Rona, that you'll become well and be able to listen next week. We can bless the sugar out of this crap. All right, Kyle, that's to you then. I'm left? Yep. Uh, and that we can all be good. I pray that we can all be good. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural of hall. Of the cultural hall. Of the cultural hall. Of the cultural hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back.